Super Talk Mississippi media production. Specializing in Ford, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams. CorinthAutoGroup.com and FordOfCorinth.com, where cars and happy drivers meet. Visit us now in person or online with the experience you deserve. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Will in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us, too. We are on your computer, even your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And, woo. It has been just a tad bit windy today here in the SIP. Like, throw your hair in a ponytail, don't trust a skirt, tie it down if it's valuable kind of day. <laughs> like, when you woke up, I truly appreciate all of the weather and meteorologists <clears throat> who get on TV and basically tell you what to wear based off what the forecast is going to be for that day. I find that extremely helpful. I don't know what 50 or 60 degrees feels like, but I can definitely understand a light jacket or, you know, bring out your umbrella kind of um, kind of help. And today all the ladies were like, don't even try it. Just throw it in a ponytail. Put a hat on it. Definitely don't wear a skirt or dress today. It's not even worth the chance it. Put some britches on and just head on out the door because it's going to be pretty windy um, all day long. I saw where some of you in North Mississippi, you guys have had wind warnings, I think, up to like 30, 40 plus mile an hour gust, which is definitely you know, a good sort of burst of wind. And the strange thing is it's not like this constant sort of just breeze or little bit of wind. It's like you're outside and you feel like it's a wonderful spring day here in Mississippi. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you get violated by this huge gust of wind that's going to take your hat off or roll your cans down the I mean down the uh, road or whatever it may be. In fact, I thought it would be fun over on the Good Things Facebook group. We've gotten this conversation about the windy day started. So if you're on the Book of Faces, we would love for you to join us. Just go to Good Things With and Rebecca Turner pops up and then you can click join. But I simply asked, you know, it's windy when and you guys have had fun with it because I think it's something we're all experiencing um, today. It's definitely not a good fishing day. This would be a day to leave the boat at home. You would not want to be no. on the reservoir or uh, a lake of any of your choice today. Uh, and from what I hear from avid fishermen who would do anything to get, uh, you know, to cast a line, yeah, it can get pretty scary if you get on a really windy lake. So, yeah, for your safety, it's probably not a good day to to go fishing. I was in the ocean one time, and we had rented one of those little <coughs> paddle boats where you paddle it with you uh-huh. bicycle basically, and it paddles it along. Mm-hmm. My wife and I, and uh, we were in we were in another country, and uh, the wind gusted up and started moving us. And we were in a small country that they don't exactly have the Coast Guard out there, you know, making sure that you're, you know, doing everything you're supposed to. It's literally just a guy 
uh, who rented the thing to you. And if you get out there in the water, there's no stopping you. No. And we just started floating off. So I had to jump out of the How water. Terrifying. It was it was yes, it was terrifying. I'm saying, like I can't imagine just being pushed away from shore and not being able to stop it, we, wind or not. Would there was be. nothing you could do to stop it. So I had to get. <laughs> I jumped out of the the boat and started pulling, swimming, and pulling it. You could swim against the against the wind. It was it was a little bit better than us just sitting in it. Uh, I would think that all my weight you, would bring it all all of it down, but I guess it didn't. At what point do you abandon? Well, you shouldn't abandon ship because that's the only thing keeping you two together. I don't know. How did it end up? Now I'm now I'm curious. So it eventually pushed us to the side of this hill, and I guess on that side of the hill, the wind wasn't blowing as bad, and we we were we were able to get kind of coast along the coast of this hill, and kind of get back to where we could get it. Do you have a little post traumatic? Are we not getting in one of those anymore? I, I'm, I'm never doing it again. I can tell you that. Well, it, it, on the ocean, you know, storms sort of whoop up real quick. You know, I mean, and I guess it does on a lake too, but probably not as bad. And you're you're often not as like far out, but you hear often of those stories that just out of nowhere a storm a came squall up, comes up yeah. a squall comes up, and it kind of felt like that way this morning. You know, they were talking about such rough weather, which I know many of you probably are still wrestling with not being, um, not having power or having some limbs or whatever down. But that's mostly due to the wind. I think it was around at least here around what eight thirty this morning. You thought the world was ending for like a solid maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes. It was the shortest, fastest moving thunderstorm I think I have ever witnessed, at least as a grown adult, to sit there and watch it go from pretty much a pretty morning to dark, gloomy, and then all heck breaks loose with the rain and the wind. And then within half an hour, bright and sunshiny, you still sort of had, you know, the the winds obviously still been a problem, but it you would go outside now and you would have no idea that earlier this morning it was just a completely different experience. Besides some of the limbs being down, um, we got some pictures earlier of limbs just everywhere. Uh, Jeff in Oxford just said there's lots of trees down in Oxford and Lafayette County. I drive the trace a lot, and usually on days like this I avoid the trace because – I have driven it long enough, so many years that I've come across those trees across the side of the across the road that you can't pass it. You just have mm-hmm. to turn around and go back the other way because you don't know when they're coming down, and it takes a minute for someone to come and sort of get it. And I don't carry a chainsaw with me, so you just you know you leave that at home. You don't pack that in your briefcase. <laughs> That's not ready for me. Every day should be part of your Mississippi tools that just stay in your trunk. Uh, you never know when you may when you may need it. But some of your answers to you know it's windy wind on the Good Things Facebook group is one poor lady. This is the second time her top patio, I guess she has a, um, on her top patio, she has a um, table and chairs, and it got blown over, but it had a glass insert, uh. and so it's shattered all into the, all into the ground. And I think, I think she's learned her lesson. I think they're going to not go with, uh, replacing the glass this time. I mean, it happens once and you think, freak accident. How often does the weather get that bad that when is what takes your, off of, but I guess yeah. if you're elevated, if it's if it's a second floor little patio thing, then the wind has a better opportunity of getting up under it. I'm curious how many trampolines are in other people's yards this afternoon. Those are the ones you think you have to think you prepare for that, right? Like you prepare to tie those things down, or your if it was trash day for you. I've seen photos of just 
trash cans that have been in, you know, just, you know, it's coming out. It's like, claim yours. <laughs> like, where did yours go? I don't know where mine's at. It's in the neighbor's yard. It just sort of gets um, pushed and carried around uh, in, in sort of that way. And then a few were mentioning that today was a day that maybe they popped in and got some groceries. And that's a terrible idea because if they're, you know, if the wind gets up under your groceries just right, like a bread or whatever it may be is going to, you know, start trying to trying to hold that down. And so. It's just a frustrating thing. I mean, it's it's interesting, too, because it's something you really can't see until it's, like, in motion. And then you're reminded, like, how powerful just air can be. I mean, I know that's what a tornado technically is. And some of you have taken videos of the whipping of the wind in your backyard where the leaves, like, will come up and do the whole uh, tunnel thingy, which is really crazy and creepy. Like, you have, like, a mini tornado in your backyard or a pollen or whatever it may be. But still, I think it's it's just the strangest thing to be moved and not trying to move when you walk outside and the wind sort of blows you over. The creepiest, though, is driving down the road. I don't like big trucks anyway. I appreciate those that drive them and do them safely. But it's just a personal thing. I try not to be on either side of you if I don't have to be. And when it's this windy and you start to see them just sort of like Yeah, you don't realize how much it moves. And you're like, uh uh-uh. Sherry in Hattiesburg said, when my car accidentally changes lanes, I'm like, that's terrifying. You know, when you feel like you're going. I drive a big old SUV, and it just, this morning, it was just moving it all over the road. It's scary. Um, Patrick in Louisville said, Grenada Lake is notorious for sinking fishing boats due to high winds, small fishing boats. Well, that's not a good thing. But that's a great reminder of, like, understanding the weather before you go and and put out and uh, take off for a great adventure. You know how mad I'd be? I mean, one, I'd want to make it out alive. I understand that. But two, if it's like the wind just took my boat under, that would be a bad day, I think. Mike and Biloxi, you know it's windy when the skirting comes off the double wide. Yes. I mean, yeah. When you just see things just start flying. I mean, you everybody's mind goes straight to, or my mind goes to the scene in Twister where the cows just, I know that's, <laughs> but, but it almost doesn't take it having to be tornadic. It's just things start to, to move. And then it's that weird. You just don't know necessarily where it's going to go. You realize how powerful Mother Nature is. I mean, how many stories have we had over the years of, you know, a tornado or a bad windstorm comes mm-hmm. through and it blows something, you know, another state over? What would you think the highest recorded wind ever was highest mile per hour yes recorded oh it was in 96 it was in australia it was on over an island 253 mile per hour mile per hour (laughs) mile per hour wind that takes like the 30 or 40 we have felt today and then what multiply that times math is hard one guy said he got up to 60 today some places that's moving and we're moving along here on good things stick with us we got more for you coming up next Beat. 
positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. to good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can head on over to supertalk.fm too. We're streaming there. And you can also sign up for the Supertalk Mississippi News Team's uh, newsletter. It's covering your Mississippi story, so you can stay up to date. Sign up for the weekly newsletter at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. It is free. And so is the Good Things Facebook group. I've actually had a busy day over there today. I was scrolling through uh, wasting some time and I saw a great throwback Thursday talking about what Biloxi looked like prior to the beach being added. Okay, so I was today years old before I even learned that the beach that we all love there in Biloxi was person-made, man-made. I, I did not know that either. Are you today years old? Today have years you, old. Have you been to the good things? Did you learn that or did I just tell I you that? I saw it. I saw the picture. Yes. And so, like, I knew the reservoir was man-made, you know, at some point. I don't remember the dates. And, you know, here in Central, if you cross the spillway or you go out and enjoy it, you, you're mind-boggled at the fact that, like, people dug that. I know it took a long time and, you know, they had equipment and all, but still – like the good Lord didn't do it like we did it. And so now when you go to Biloxi to visit, like I had no idea that before, like back before what, 1952, you actually had uh, stairs that peeked down to the beach. And so it was never just the sand that you sort of see. So I'm guessing it's sort of like what was just rock or sort of land that then led out into the ocean when you, when you view see it. that picture. Yeah, so you can go back and sort of look that prior to it being um, added, the beach added, that, yeah, it just it was literally steps down to the water. And then you're wondering why they choose steps. And I guess they wanted folks to be able to, you know, some beautiful sunsets out there. So you can go sit and sort of watch because it's two women, you know, just sort of casually out there, yeah. which is weird. You see lighthouse in the background. And so I felt like I need to know more about this story. And so we may have to just dig a little deeper into Biloxi's history at some point. But and then it's it's like, well, who came up with the idea that, well, you know what? The stairs just aren't working for us. Was it a tourism thing? Was it a safety thing? Was it Lord knows what sort of thing? Somebody spilled some sand. sand? Hey, wait, wait a minute. minute. I got an idea. And then I need to know, like, how much sand did it take to do that? Because it is considered, it still holds the title, per this post, the longest man-made beach in the world. And so I'm guessing the definition of a beach is just a really long strand of sand. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. And apparently, if you go in the right places, you can still see or where some of the sand is sort of eroded, I guess, over time. I mean, that's what happened. What, 52? That's now, gosh, 50, never... 70-ish, 75, I think-ish, sure. 75, under 100. Um, <laughs> I'm just counting my fingers. Less than a millennia. I'm We're counting certain my about fingers, that. and I'm getting down to my toes. It's less than a hundred, but I think it's around seventy years. You would think that wind's been blown around, all the hurricanes. You know, the tide comes sort of in and out. And I've never heard 
and of course, so I don't they keep just up dump the sand right on those stairs. Um, yes, and so the stairs are still there. So apparently, you can you can actually see the stairs peeking out at certain places down the stretch of the beach. So I, you know, I mean, some of you, those of you listening to Good Things that grew up and are rooted there in the Mississippi Gulf Coast, you probably have grandparents or parents. I'm trying to think when my parents would have been bored that would have known the coast pre-beach. I am today 40, almost 40 years old, had no idea. So if you went to the beach and you decided you're going to do that thing where you you bury the person in the sand, (laughs) (laughs) you better bring an excavator. (laughs) So this is, you know, you got to think. The, I see so many questions. How long did it take? How much sand? Who said this was okay? How many of the co- coastal cities had to come together to make this happen? Because it's down the stretch. It's not just in Biloxi. I mean, it's the whole coastal region that got on board with it. And, and then imagine coming to visit, say, summer of 1951. And then summer of 1952, I don't know, it could have taken more than a year to do it. That's just, you know, a pre-Facebook, text messages, all of that. And then you drive back there down. There were some <laughs> stairs here the last time. I don't know where they've gone. Michael says uh, they periodically dredge the sand out of this uh, and rebuild the beach. I never have heard that. I mean, I'm not – I'm completely not denying it i mean it's just a little bit of our state's history and i guess fun fact that i would have just failed andy and jackson says it was an erosion control project i can see that yeah i mean i can see that for sure i'm sure that's probably what the stairs were trying to do first was sort of a barrier if you if you know um that's why you have to have for code learning all kinds of things about home building before they'll let you finish is, is you have to put sod and everything sort of down to protect your foundation. You know, Mother Nature is not always kind. And so I guess it would be the same way. If you're going to build all of those beautiful investments up the up the coastline, you, you don't want the ground to literally be eaten away um, sort of at it. Matt, he also said they pumped in sand. I mean, because where do you – but so stupid question. Do you make, can you make sand? <laughs> because in my mind, you would have to take sand from somewhere else to then put sand there. And I'm like, who did you jack all this sand from? <laughs> like, <laughs> who? You have a sand guy? You have you a, know, sand, a sand like dealer? A, I mean, we're not talking about like a little sandbox that you would enjoy with your family. <laughs> we're talking to like, I don't even know how many miles it is, but it's. The longest man-made beach in the world. I've been selling sand for all these years, and I've never had a huge client. Wait a minute. That's about to change. And then, I mean, you know, to me it's mind-boggling. And I think it's super cool. If you haven't seen the photo, then you have the opportunity. So I'm looking at several photos. Um, I was just thinking somebody's listening right now has in their family albums that you've got photos of Granny and people probably on those steps playing, right? Because – Undoubtedly, if you're of a certain age, your so parents it, were born before then. The the picture that we were looking at, it the stairs look like they go right into the water. Uh, that was not the case apparently uh, along a, the entire coast. There were there were parts that did have sand or whatever it was, soil. I don't know. Uh, go and then the water. So it was kind of different in different areas. But yeah, that's pretty amazing to look at that. It looks almost fake. It does, I, you know, and I had to, like, do a double take, and then I thought, well, it's a reputable whatnot, yeah. and then, you know, here we go. Um, 
Hmm. Also, something new on the um, Mississippi Gulf Coast, if you haven't been down in a while, apparently there's a great Ferris wheel now at the Margaritaville Resort. Have you ever been to Margaritaville's? Well, I've not. One. Um, great gaming room. But apparently now they have put a huge 20-foot observation wheel and other amusement rides are, that were built in Italy. They were packed and shipped in containers for the trip to the coast. And then, yeah, so they're opening in – they opened in 2022, I think. So if you haven't been down, and I think they have a a bar and maybe a restaurant now in the in the Ferris wheel. So you can sit up there and you can reminisce <laughs> back in the 50s. If we fail, we wouldn't have anything soft and squishy to fall into. We'd have just splattered right on, right on the steps. It just hits different if you – like if you think about part of like enjoying it is driving down, you know, there and seeing the the sun and the sand and all the things, and to know that like deep under there, there's there's steps. It certainly wasn't compliant with our with with laws nowadays. You can't have you got to have ramps and all this kind. Of, I don't see any of that. Andy and Jackson, I need to know where you saw the documentary. Now I'm invested in this uh, in this particular story. And now it's like yesterday. You know, I didn't know peanuts were legumes. We didn't know almonds were seeds. I knew that one. And now we didn't know that there were stairs under the Mississippi Gulf Coast. What else have I been lied to about? Like, what else? Am- <laughs> and it's not that you've been lied to, I guess, about the, the coast there. Um, it's more of just didn't know. I mean. I never would have guessed that, though. No, no. If you would have put me, well, I'd failed it anyway. I'm terrible at trivia. That would, but that's one of those things where I wonder if Ryan is listening because I know he's enjoying a weekend off, so probably not. It will be one of those things I'll have to casually ask Rhino, do you know it's under the sand in the Mississippi Gulf Coast? And he'll probably, he'll probably come back and completely know it. Um, but if it stumps him, then you've got a great talking point um, for the things that other people probably probably wouldn't know makes you wonder like what else what else is out there that we're we're not um aware of original stairs were more like concrete steps called a seawall and was dredged up from offshore and pumped up to make the beach this is still done in places from time to time to refresh rebuild the beaches okay so the stairs had a purpose like they weren't there just to be stairs they were part of the beach building process Look, you tune into good things and you get smarter. Doesn't happen every day. <laughs> Some days we have a good tidbit of information for you that makes you a little brighter. But stick with us. We got a good story for you coming up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
about the good things. Don't forget, you can watch us. We are on computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. Joining us today is one of my favorites, Jimmy Nichols. He's one of the organizers with the annual Snake Grabbing Rodeo. They're in their 15th year, and every year they choose a deserving Mississippian to help raise funds for for their family when they are in need. And they got a good one this year. So, hey, Jimmy. Hey, Rebecca, how you doing today? I am doing well, and Jimmy, it always feels like you come on good things when Will is filling in for Rhino, and it's almost like fate, because the first thing out of Will's mouth was, is he going to be here? No. And I said, he said, is, does the photo have a snake in it? And I said, no. And he said, okay, because, you know, Will's terrified of snakes, so... <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll, we'll don't know it yet, but you signed him up for a spot on one of the teams this year. And the whole, yep, and then and the family will get no money, Will, if you don't get out there and wrangle some snakes. So we're gonna, we're gonna, sh- uh, get, uh, guilt you and shame you. I guarantee you, Jimmy, if you told him how much he would pull out his pocketbook and probably donate everything in his checking account he could to your worthy well, cause. Well, you know, that might get him out of this trip. Uh, if, he, <laughs> if you drop a small donation over to the uh, benefit, it might be a might be a plus for him. might save him having to grab one. There you go. Okay, but y'all are up to good things. This is the 14th annual Snake Grabbing Rodeo. I know it's not until June this year, but you've already picked out the family uh, that's going to reap all of the wonderful benefits from y'all's hard work and awareness. But you got something special coming up this weekend, so I wanted to give you an opportunity to sort of share how all this came together. Well, uh, as you know, as you just said, we've been doing this now 14 years, and we pick out somebody each year who's in need of some type, whether it be cancer or traumatic brain injury, whatever it may be. Uh, this year, we selected a young man by the name of John Michael Merchant. From, he's from Morton, uh, was involved in an automobile accident where it rendered him. He's a paraplegic right now from the chest down. But the good news is, is uh, John Michael's making progress. He's up. They got him walking on his knees, doing some stuff in therapy and as y'all know, as, as everybody knows, therapy is extremely expensive. It runs runs around five to six thousand dollars a month when he's gone for his therapy. So we're trying to this year raise money to help keep him in therapy because without the therapy, it's, it's for sure he won't walk. But with therapy, we believe, and the doctors believe, he'll walk. So we picked him, and uh, he once was a Rankin County deputy. He's been a reservoir patrol officer. At the time he wrecked, he was between jobs and had an off-duty type wreck. Uh, and as you know, expenses build, and, and, and insurance runs out here and there on different things. Don't cover this, don't cover that. But one of the things that he has to have is therapy. And so we tried to figure out a way to help him finance his therapy for a while and uh, came up with some real good items. We've had some very generous people who uh, gave us various items to raffle off or sell off, such as we've had a, a sheep a doodle we sold from a, uh, a reputable breeder uh, over in Scott County area. We've had, we got a shirt from Lloyd from Yellowstone, which he signed like a shirt he wears on the show, uh, which would be framed and being a nice frame that we will be raffling off in the raffle. We've got a cowboy hat from Lloyd. We've got just all kinds of stuff. But one of the key items that we, uh, or what we call a big ticket item that we've received, uh, was a, a guitar signed by Hardy and Hardy being a Mississippi boy, uh, from Philadelphia, Mississippi. His dad, Mike Hardy and Grant Myers over in Philadelphia helped us arrange a meeting with him to get guitar signed that he uh did 
graciously and wanted to actually wanted to help. So we've got a guitar. We're actually got a raffle running or a sale running on until Saturday, I believe, at five o'clock. I have to go back and look at my notes, but. Um, well, I know Saturday it's March fourth, so I know it's I know it's coming up at the end of this Saturday. So people have definitely got today, and then the first part yep. tomorrow if they're interested. And so, how does this work? Because I know it's a bidding process. As the the last of your um, when you made your post that I saw earlier, or maybe it was yesterday that you made it, the bid was at fifteen hundred dollars. Has that changed, Jimmy? Has uh, it gone up? There's a sixteen hundred dollar bid on it right now. <laughs> Uh, the last one I saw was sixteen hundred dollars, which we you know, we had a Justin Moore guitar a couple of years ago go for nearly ten thousand dollars. So I mean, and we're not expecting that out of it. I mean, honestly, we're just hoping to raise as much as we can with the guitar. All the proceeds, one hundred percent, goes to John Michael. Uh, and the way you can bid on it right now, uh, the easiest way is if you have Facebook, go to my page, and it's Jimmy J I M M I E, middle initial D. Nichols, N-I-C-H-O-L-S, Jr., Jimmy D. Nichols, Jr., on Facebook, and there's a post that shows the guitar with Hardy holding it. We'll also provide a picture of the guitar, or Hardy holding the guitar with the guitar to whoever decides to purchase it. That's to show the authentication of him actually signing it. And uh, um, you can go on that post and, and bid on the original post, or I will take a bid, you know, by phone and i don't mind giving my contact out if i have to but uh the easiest way would be go to facebook and do it well jimmy we put it in the good thing i shared it in the good things facebook group as well so if they want to go there they can just scroll down and see a hardy holding the um, guitar and click on the link and and take you to that um did you get to actually uh tour some of the i know he played in philadelphia i want to say my days are two days ago three days ago did you Uh, yeah he played uh wednesday night and uh in in philadelphia uh marty stewart as you know is a, a local red or you know he's from philadelphia and uh, marty has turned downtown philadelphia into uh almost like going to the grand Ole opry he took the ols theater and converted it into a, a state-of-the-art theater it's a 500 i think 550 seat facility that uh, when you walk into it, it's like walking into the Grand Ole Opry. It's, it's amazing to see what they've done. And also, he's got the uh, the uh, con- uh, Country Music Congress or Congress of Country Music. Uh, Going to have a museum there with all kind of memorabilia from from everybody from Johnny Cash, Patsy Cline, you name it. Uh, just about anybody you can think of in country music, he's got some type of of uh item or memorabilia or picture or guitar, what have you, inside that soon to be museum so it's it's amazing what they've done in philadelphia and, and hardy performed there on wednesday night good deal and then you were able to get this uh get this guitar well i think it's, it was very kind of him to you know to think of of others and sort of put it out there so i just wanted to make sure folks had their opportunity to get it if they yep. if they wanted it and so you'll have to let us know how much it goes for and jimmy i know before june comes back around we'll make sure people know about the actual rodeo but do you know the date june what Yes, ma'am. The uh, the rodeo. It's well. It starts on June the second. Uh, it's when we have the first. We have a band play on Friday night at Roy's store at Lake Washington, and then on Saturday morning we have the snake grabbing rodeo, which starts at ten o'clock, and it ends at two o'clock. Uh, we have a weigh-in at Roy's store pavilion where we actually count the snakes, and then they're taken back over to the lake and released. Uh, we don't keep any of the wildlife. They are returned back to the their natural environment. 
after that, we do a drawing for other uh, raffle items, which are available, uh, bands, Southern Connection, Pelahatchee Firearms. Some other people have donated some different uh, items, such as firearms, handguns, rifles, that type of stuff that will be included in the raffle, which you can also see on my Facebook page that we have a raffle going where you can buy tickets. It explains how you buy tickets. Um, you know, you can use PayPal, Cash App uh, to actually make your purchase. Uh, but the rodeo will be on the actual rodeo is June the third, and then at seven forty-five that night we have another band playing. Shake the bucket plays that night. On Friday night, Hurricane plays. And then another note is we have several TV stars who always show up. We have uh, Ashley Jones from Swamp People. We have Laron and Porkchop from Swamp People. We have Mike Cockrell from Moonshiners uh, from the TV show Moonshiners will be there. Uh, uh, Brian Easterland from Forging and Fire will be there. We have, um, oh, God, we have the Sippy Girls. We have, um, I'm trying to think uh, who is coming this year. And we have a couple other people kind of on the hook that hadn't committed yet that, that may be there. I can't really put that out yet because we don't know. Will, but Will East it, it, put his name on there. Who's was, that? Will East. He said oh, yeah, he we got Will. We got him. He won't, you know, he doesn't want to do the actual uh, hunting, which I'll give him that, but he wants to be there for the weigh-in. He specifically <laughs> wants to hold yeah. the bag of all the live snakes. I, I, and I think he should count them. He's literally, <laughs> he's breaking into a sweat, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if we can arrange an in-house uh, uh, interview later on in the year, I'll bring him a couple. <laughs> we will get him over his fear. Oh, I don't know. We'd break him, or one or the other. One of the two would sort of happen. We'd break him in two, or or he would finally get over it. But it is funny. It, it just happens to end up that way uh, every single time. But, Jimmy, I appreciate your time and all that you guys do. I know it's not just you. You're usually just the voice of it. There's a lot that go. No, uh, there's, there's yeah. four of us. Uh, myself, Joey Rigby, Joey Mays, and Shane Gibson are the, the four remaining guys of grabbing one. And like I said, we've been doing the rodeo 14 years, but we've been together doing this pushing 25 so it's, uh, it's grown into something uh, a lot bigger than we expected, but primarily because of people like you guys and other people to help, you know, put the word out. We, and we appreciate that because, like I said, the proceeds go to a beneficiary every year. And uh, we're very transparent with what we do. If anybody ever wants to look, they're welcome to look. But everything we do goes to that person. All righty, and they can go to the Good Things Facebook group page, find your post there, uh, Jimmy, and bid on the Hardy guitar if they would like. I appreciate your time, and you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. All right, thanks, Rebecca. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
about the good things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Don't forget, too, that country music star Morgan Wallen is coming to Oxford. He's coming in April. And he's coming with Hardy, who we just heard from, from Jimmy Nichols, who has the guitar available for bid if you would like that. But you can win a pair of tickets to see Morgan Wallen and Hardy at Vault Hemingway Stadium by going to several locations throughout the state and just filling out a registration form. You could go to Weathers Auto Supply in Oxford, Be Quick in Brookhaven, or Celebration Nutrition in Columbus. Again, there are many more. You just head on over to supertalk.fm slash Morgan Wallen, and you can find the full list of registration locations. And again, the two, the winners will get two sweet seat tickets to see Morgan Wallen at Vault Hemingway uh, Stadium. So the tickets are brought to you by First South Farm Credit, King's Daughter Medical Center, Jumpstart Test Prep, and Toyota of Brookhaven. And you guys will draw for that. I think you said April the 7th. So time's a ticking. So get out and visit those places and put in your registration. I think it's pretty cool. And I'm going to put Hardy on my list of trying to get here on good things. I think he's been so good for our state. Every time I hear him on the radio, like doing an interview or see him, he's always super quick and so proud to share his roots from Mississippi. And I hope him, along with the girls from Chapel Heart and then so many other great musicians who still remember where they came from, as they say, um, I hope he, he keeps that because that's, you know, that that makes us root for you just a little bit more. All right. The snake thing, Will, I know it feels like it comes up every time we see you. But with that, that's like your worst nightmare, right? Is, oh, is, absolutely. Is, as snakes. Well, I saw where some other people's worst nightmare was walking through their neighborhood. So there was a person who dressed up like the ghost face killer from Scream franchise and started just walking through in the middle of the night down a California neighborhood, whatever, slow and just sort of whatever it may be. And (laughs) apparently there were a lot of 911 calls placed. There were folks obviously taking uh, videos and sort of trying to figure it out. And, um, of course, he got asked, I mean, technically, I don't know if you're doing anything illegal, as long as you don't have a weapon, right? Like, yeah. you can't do that as a weapon. But it was, I think it was so late at night that it was just really eerie and sort of awkward. So thinking to, like, horror film type whatever, other than him, if you looked out your window and saw a horror, I guess, um, character coming down, like, who would creep you out the most? I guess Freddy Krueger. Yeah, that's mine. But at the same time, but he was never outside of your dreams. So you would be dreaming, or you would think you were dreaming, if Freddy Krueger is standing outside your your home. You know, back in Halloween, uh, back during Halloween, uh, we have a big Halloween, Mm -hmm. just tons of kids and everything. And our, our neighborhood really does it up well. And there was this one kid who was dressed like Michael Myers. And I guess his group had left him, and so he was literally wandering, wandering. down the street by himself with his big fake knife, uh, dressed up like Michael Myers, and he's probably 13 or 14 or so, and he was just walking around, and I got a picture of him, and I said, if this was any other day... It'd be creepy. Yes, we'd have the National Guard here, uh, but since it's Halloween, it's just a normal day. 
Um, I think who rivals your snake fear is Robert St. John's um, fear of clowns, which he has shared here on oh, Good really? Things before. He has just an, a, yeah. a full-blown like fear to the point where I think his staff, and I may botch the story just a little bit, but at some point in his life, somebody has just put a red balloon in random places, like like when he walks, you know, for he when really? he walks in to sort of to 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 taunt him. So when I think of that, I think of him, and then I think of like if he looked out his window and just saw, oh, what was the what was the clown's name? Uh, it. No, well, yeah, it, but Clarence. Was it Clarence? I feel like it had a name, or it has a name. It, but whatever, yeah. but whatever that the clown's name is is standing there. Um, yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah, clowns are weird. That is that is that's very odd because it's one thing to watch them on your TV, but it's another thing you kind of accept it during Halloween. It's just part of the gig, like you know it's coming. But just on a random afternoon, if you just looked out your window and there was Jason or whomever just sort of walking down, it would be it would be a no go. I know Tanya didn't make it here with us uh, today, but I think of. Um, her talking about the knock at the door. Is that the is that the name of the movie right now? It's the cabin movie. Yeah. I'm like, Mm-mm. all all cabin rentals <laughs> went straight down went straight down the gutter uh, with that. In terms of my movie, there's just there's just no way. There's a part of you that knows. What's your fear? Huh. Now we're getting deep. Oh, look at the music. Heights. <laughs> uh, ticks. Ticks? Yeah, I can't see them. Ticks and spiders. Like, I will, yeah. Like, if you talk about, like, animal fear. Really? No, I am more of the Dateline fear. Like, the really creepy people who don't look suspicious, but they end up being, like, your... I'm always, like, the guy who looks like the he would teach Sunday school. Like, that's it. He's going to kill everybody. That that's my fear. <laughs> All right, stick with us. Uh, don't be afraid. It's really to stick random. With, I know. Don't be afraid to stick with us. We got more for you coming up next. You've got sports talk from three to six, but we'll be back Monday at two. Until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.